Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds on 1037 The Buzz. Welcome to Out of Bounds, live from the Hogsmeade Market Studio, Joe Franklin, Reggie Swinton, and we want to introduce Chase Nicholson. So you can get into the show today by calling 501-661-1037, and when you call in, you're going to talk to Jace. He'll be the first person you talk to. So we want to introduce Jace. How's everything going, Jace? Uh, good so far. Good so far, <laughs> fellas. I haven't started anything or messed anything up, so I can't complain yet. There you go. So, yeah, Jace, is, uh, he's joined us, and he's getting a feel for everything, and uh, hopefully be working with us for a long time here at the bus. And he's got the radio voice, too, Joe. Yeah, he does. <laughs> also, some, some people say I got the face for it, too. So. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> also, if you want to get into the show, you can text Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, Five zero one six six one one zero three seven, Gangster Museum of America Life and Feedback. A lot of coaching news yesterday. It broke that Pete Carroll during the show that he was stepping away from the Seahawks. Whether that was a mutual deal or they asked him to step aside, he's still going to stay around in an advisory role. But that was just uh, the taste of it. With Pete Carroll. Right. Because there was more to come throughout the day. The domino effect was real, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. (laughs) No, man, Coach Carroll did a great job out there in Seattle. Uh, He'll be remembered for two things, winning one and blowing one, those Super Bowls. And so, but he's a legend out there, man. I think they're trying to keep him around in the front office. Now, is is that something he want to do? I don't know because he may still want to coach. And that's the thing about it is they say he was forced out. And we talked about it a bit yesterday when the news broke. It's kind of similar to the situation with Bruce Arians. And uh, the only difference is the timeline here. This is right after the season. But with Bruce Arians, it was going into the the next season. You know, when the coaches and uh, owners, when they yeah. had the meetings, mm-hmm. the uh, and, and they all got together, the coaches took their photo. So Bruce Arians was in the photo as the Bucks coach. And then it was like a week later, it was announced that he was stepping aside. He was getting an advisory role with the organization, and Todd Bowles would be taking over immediately. So it's similar in that sense that he, Pete Carroll, is taking that advisory role, but it's different with the timing of everything. Joe, you think that maybe the age has something to do with it? 72 years old, they think maybe time is passing him. He's not really progressing, uh, can't get a stable quarterback, uh, you know, doesn't have that same defense. Could it be that he's, you know, it's time to pass that torch? That That's exactly what it, what it is. Because they had expectations coming into the season where they thought with the roster they had in place, they could make the playoffs and make a run. And they fell a little bit short of that. We saw that they had some good times this season and uh, some times that they fell a little bit short. But it's funny you mentioned the defense. I think that's where they were looking for the most improvement. And they didn't necessarily get that at times. And age is definitely a factor. Now, Pete Carroll would say that the age isn't a factor for him. He still moves around well. Yeah, he does. Chewing he, that gum. He does, he does it all. He gets out there and throws around with the quarterbacks. He participates with the offense. He's still doing it at a high level. And he let it be known that he still wants to coach. But the organization, they're, they're ready to do something different. They're going to always do what's best for them, no matter how much you gave them. You know what kind of time you gave them, what kind of effort you gave them. When it comes down to business, they're going to they're always do what's best for them. 
That's exactly what's happening. And then um, with Nick Saban retiring, that was the biggest story that yesterday. One that one hurt me. It hurt. Okay, so, that one hurt so why me. did it hurt? You know, you look at me being a Razorback fan, and I love my Razorbacks, but you have to respect what Nick Saban did. I think I saw a stat today where he got 44, uh, I think it's 44 first-round draft picks, and he didn't lose for 29 games total. The man is a true legend, and regardless of how you feel about him, it seems as though he did things the right way. Uh, he was able to get players in there. Now, I think some would say it's a system because it don't matter who you plugged in, it worked. But that's a credit to him, man, for what he did and what he established because he had a lot of coaches come and go, and he was still getting the same results. So what he did was magnificent, man. I've always liked Nick Saban. Um, I respect him, and, and I hate to see him go. But I think the reason he left was because of all this. Just all, the game is changing. The portal, the deals, all that is probably just getting too much for him. And he's used to old school ways. And so I think that kind of forced him out as well, man. But shouts out to Coach Saban, man. I, I love and respect what he did. And it, it's similar in the fact of Pete Carroll where Nick Saban says he's going to stick around and be in a support role. I want to be there for the players, for the coaches, anything I can do to support them during this transition. And it was also said that right before he addressed the team and let people know that these were his plans, that he wanted to retire, he was still recruiting at the time. He was on the phone with recruits, and then uh, something, something changed somewhere or something came about where you know, it made him say that this is the time. And he just lost a five-star receiver who committed to him. He just decommitted today. I forget his name, but I think this guy's going to go to, from what I heard, Florida State. And he was a five-star wide receiver. And that is the effect that is going to happen with Bama now. Major effect. Because of the fact that uh, players go to play for coaches. They go to universities, but they go to play for coaches. Because I play, well, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but the thing is, man, with the next coach who comes in, I probably, unless it's Dabo Sweeney, it's going to be somebody that we probably hadn't heard of because nobody with a name wants to go there and follow him and fail. That's hard on your coaching resume to follow somebody like Nick Saban and get there because the people there are going to expect the same things, at least getting there. And those are big shoes to fill. Dan Lanning, who's at Oregon, he has history not only in the SEC in the conference, but he does have history at Alabama, so his name was thrown out there right away. But I read what he said, no. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. already has addressed that to say he's staying at Oregon and that um, he's happy where he is. He's happy with the progress that Oregon is making and that Oregon is uh, making their move to the Big Ten. You know who could go? DeBoer. He could. He's still trying to – you know, he went to the Natty, but he's still not a proven coach yet. So he's the guy that could go down there. And with Lanning, um, he is under a six-year contract, 45 mil. That's going to take him through 2028. And uh, the the buyout They'll is buy something. They'll yeah. buy it out. But but for him, he said he's staying. So, uh, you know, uh, as far as that goes, Listen, he, he man, said he's good to go. He's in Oregon with Nike. He's getting what he wants. And, okay, so this is a quote from Dan Lanning. He says, if you're scared your coach is leaving – then come play for us. The Ducks aren't going anywhere. I'm not leaving. I want to be here in Eugene for as long as Eugene will have me. So he's already said that that's where he wants to be. So you know what that statement says? It's all about recruiting for them. Yeah. That's telling the recruits out there, not only the ones that are already committed, but the ones that could potentially still be out there. And then you see what Shador said? You see see his tweet? Yeah. Shador, Bama players tap in. <laughs> he's trying to get those players to Colorado. He's that's, trying. That's the way to do it. And and players always recruit players also. Yeah. So it's not just about the coaches, but players want to play with other great players. That's true. So Nick Saban says um, there are a lot of things to clean up to help as we move forward. I'm still going to have a presence here at the university in some form and trying to figure out how it will all work, but this is a place that will never be too far away from Miss Terry's and my heart. Now, that's the other part of it. He had always said that his wife 
Miss Terry, that a lot of people prefer to re- refer to her as because of Nick Saban, he's always said that she was going to be the one to push that button to say, hey, it's time. It's, it's time to step away. Now, a lot of the factors that we talked about with college football and where it is these days has a lot to do with it. But at the same time, you know she had to be in his ear at the end of each season to say, is this something you want to continue doing? Well, we all know how much time he puts in. And at 72 years old, you know, been married for a long time. Your wife wants some time now. You know, 72 years old, you've been doing it for man, most of your life. At what point do you say, hey, now I want some family time. Now I want some grandkids' time and even some great-grandkids' time. That's where it is. Because he got all the money in the world. He got seven natties. What more do you want? He he was trying to get that seventh one at Bama. He has seven altogether. Mm -hmm. He was trying to get number seven at Bama. But uh, it's eluded him over the past few seasons. And now it's a good time to step away because he doesn't have anything to prove to anyone. He's he's done it all. And he was one, one... If the quarterback follows that pulling guard and walk in the end zone against Michigan, he had one more shot. If he had to follow this guard, he had a touchdown. And he was that close. It was a low snap that caused the play to be thrown off altogether to begin with. If he did, if he got a snap where it should have been, mm-hmm. the play was set up for success, and he would have been able to follow him. But once the low snap came in, he looked up, and he ran straight into the lines that are going to the left. And I'll say this. If... I had known that this was going to be it for Nick. I would have wanted them to win. That that was ultimately what it seemed like it was shaping up for, that he was trying to win that one more and then go out on top. And now, as we see with Jim Harbaugh in Michigan and that whole situation, it turns out that that's how it could happen for them. And let me say this. I might be a conspiracy theorist, but do you think that somebody that was voting on the Final Four, that Nick knew and told, hey, this might be it for me. So they left Florida so State out. They, yeah, <laughs> there's somebody thinking that right now going, hmm, Nick can beat Michigan. He can go out on top. Let's put him in there and not Florida State. Oh, yeah, they, it was definitely, they wanted to line it up where Michigan had the most resistance mm-hmm. in winning a championship. Now, it worked against them because right. Michigan ultimately goes on to win. But, yeah, you you know how they, they set it up and they can choose and put whoever they want to in there. They did set it up with some resistance for Michigan. Yeah. The center messed everything up. That's why he left. <laughs> That's why he's in the portal. And then finally, with Bill Belichick, we're going to hear from him. Um, he addressed the media today, and actually, Robert Kraft is addressing the media right now. We can tap into some of what they're saying, what Robert Kraft has to say about Bill Belichick. But also has the football intellect and understands. Uh, the economics of the game that understands because most coaches coming into the mid 90s and late 90s didn't know how to put value coming into a salary cap where you had the parity of budgets he had the greatest ability to relate the two things now I think you know a lot of his contemporaries, younger contemporaries, have caught up with some of that. But I don't think there's anyone like him that has the composite of knowledge. So that always impressed me. And then he can pull something out of the air. You know, and quote 30 years ago, some play in some game. And for those of us that have some short-term memory lapses, that really impressed me. There it is, Robert Kraft reflecting on a little bit about Bill Belichick. More Out of Bounds coming up after this break. Stay tuned. 1037 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Kaufman by Design West, Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick GMC, Arcare, and Parker Cadillac. This is Sports Center. In just 24 hours, three legendary coaches are no longer on the sidelines. First up yesterday, news broke that Pete Carroll was out in Seattle. Carroll coached there for 14 years and won one Super Bowl. Of course, before that, he built a college football dynasty at USC. He's expected to enter semi-retirement and be an advisor for the Seahawks. 
Then it was announced that Nick Saban will be retiring. He coached at Alabama for 17 years, winning six national championships there. He won one national championship at LSU prior to coming to Alabama. And in the NFL this morning, the Patriots are parting ways with Bill Belichick after 24 seasons and six Super Bowl titles. New England had a winning record in 20 of his 24 seasons, but were just 29 and 38 since Tom Brady left. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. For over 30 years, Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse on 65th and University has been Arkansas's truck accessory headquarters and the only stop for all your truck parts and accessories. If it goes on a truck, Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse has it, like step bars, bed covers, toolboxes, and ladder racks, as well as gooseneck, fifth wheel hitches, and drop hitches. All this and more can be found at Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse, a WeatherTech Diamond dealer, 501-568-0040, or online at ArkansasTruck.com. And ask about the all-new RSI SmartCap. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we've put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. The shelter agent Paul Killingsworth in Cabot, Jonathan Stone in Lone Oak, or Stephen Reeser in Jacksonville today. Chronic pain can be very bossy. What do I mean? It tells you what you can or can't do. Sometimes it even has the audacity to keep you from working. I missed almost three weeks of work, and I was no longer able to play tennis. The pain was really debilitating sometimes. I missed Thanksgivings. Abby was ready to put the bossy bad back in her past. And that's when she discovered QC Kinetics and their non-surgical treatments for pain. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine with tens of thousands of satisfied patients, people who have experienced real lasting relief without drugs and without surgery. It has just been the most life-changing, amazing experience. Not only life-changing, but career-saving. I get to continue to do the career that I love. I'm playing tennis again. Stop letting that joint pain boss you around. Start with a free consultation at QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. If you lose your pet in Woodrock, do you know where to look? Our city shelter to the Woodrock Animal Village houses over 200 animals, so they can't sell you over the phone if your pet is there. Please go in person to 4500 Kramer off South University next to First Tee. Strays are available for adoption after seven days, so when you're looking to adopt, please visit the Animal Village. You'll meet all ages, breeds, and sizes, and many are already trained. Just a $90 adoption fee covers shots, neuter, and microchip at Woodrock Animal Village. It's Justin Acre for Certa Pro Painters, and I get so excited when I get a chance to call my friends at Certa Pro and tell them I've got a new project for them. Certa Pro can help take your idea for a project and make it even better. The good thing is, you know you can get on the schedule and get that project started quickly. But it is starting to fill up fast, so you need to get on the schedule ASAP with my friends at Certa Pro. Each Certa Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. These folks live in your community and want to help you get the best paint job possible. Schedule your free estimate at CertaPro.com. That's Certa with a C. Tune in to Out of Bounds each Monday for Reaction Monday brought to you by Fleet Management Services. Serving Central Arkansas for over 20 years, they're your small to mid-sized fleet specialists. Fleet Management Services is looking for a maintenance tech. Oil changes, tires, general maintenance. 100% paid health insurance, match 401k, paid holidays, paid vacation. The right person can make $600 per week. Call 501-375-3672. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Take the party wherever we go. So many memories of the fans, the the send-offs, uh, the parades, uh, the Sundays, you know, whatever the whatever the situations are, um, the letters of support, uh, the 
you know, seeing the fans, you know, away from here, you know, at a gas station or a grocery store, or, you know, where you bump into them, uh, Patriot fans here, and not just in New England, but uh, they extend nationally and even internationally uh, as I've traveled. Uh, it's amazing how far the, the arm reaches. We saw that this year in, in Germany. So, uh, so appreciative of the fans for all the support they've given me, uh, my family, uh, and this football team. And uh, it's with um, just so many fond memories and, and uh, thoughts that I you know think about the Patriots and, and I'll always be a Patriot. I look forward to coming back here. Uh, but at this time, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna move on. And um, I look forward and excited for the future, um, but always very, very appreciative of the opportunity here, the support here, uh, and, you know, the, what Robert, what you've done for me. Welcome back to Out of Bounds, live from the Hogs, Meat Market Studio, Joe Franklin, Reggie Swin, Jace Nicholson. That was Bill Belichick in his own words there, describing uh, a little bit about what it's been like with the Patriots, some of the memories. And all these coaches have had a similar message with Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, um, they and Nick Saban. They all said that they're going to be with that organization for life and they're there to continue to support. So they all had similar messages there. But uh, Bill Belichick, he's the latest. Now, we heard rumors leading up to it, and it was always speculated towards the end of the season that they could part ways with Belichick and the Patriots. And now it's happening. It's been a domino effect, and we've been hearing all the news since yesterday. But now it is official that Bill Belichick is not going to be the Patriots head coach anymore. Now, after you've been somewhere for so long, I wonder what the feeling like when you know that you're not going back into that office the next day in the same role. Uh, is it withdrawals? You know, what are you going through uh, emotionally? And I just can't imagine what he's going through, and you know, Coach Saban and and also uh, Pete Carroll. Uh, those are three legends that we're losing, three football minds that we're losing. Uh, <clears throat> and it's really a sad day in the football circle when you're losing three guys like that that's not going to be on the sidelines any longer. And it's for different reasons also. Yeah. Now, we know about college and uh, a lot of the changes going on there. But for these NFL coaches, Bill Belichick, over the past few seasons, they haven't had a lot of success with the Patriots. And so you could kind of see that coming to an end. The Pete Carroll deal with the Seahawks, that was a, a bit of a surprise. Yeah, blindside. But the <clears throat> fact that we did talk about all those guys being close to the same age, you know, the, they could have some of the same factors, even though overall the situations are a bit different. And I think people underestimate the power of a head football coach in pros because when you think about it, Joe, it's hard to manage a bunch of grown men that most of them make more than you. Can you get all these millionaires to buy into what you believe in? That's why a lot of these coaches don't have success because sometimes the players don't believe in what you're selling. And so for him to have success that long, Pete Carroll for that long, it's the reason why come they've been around for that long. It's because they've gotten the people to buy into what they're selling. And once that happens, man, the sky's the limit. And we've seen all the championships they've won. They don't have patience anymore either with the organizations. When they bring in a new coach, they want to win within two to three years. And, uh, you know, you mentioning how Belichick has been there for a long time, even Pete Carroll. Belichick was 24 seasons, Pete Carroll 14. That's not something you're going to see. You're not going to see that much more. Now, Mike Tomlin has been with Steelers for 17 seasons. <clears throat> but uh, overall, you probably won't see that in too many places as a whole as the game continues to move on and even if you look at college football same thing it, it's uh, they want to win now it's that win now mentality and even if you do win now if you don't win in two or three years that could change what the the landscape and how people think about you and the perspective there that's the microwave effect when you're paying people all these money you don't have patience to wait three four years like right now when you see these first-round quarterbacks, they used to come in for a year or two and sit and learn. Now first-round quarterbacks coming in right now, and you got to play. Or they want you to play because of the money you're making as opposed to what they was making 15, 20 years ago. So now they're coming in first pick. You have no learning curve. You're going to learn while you get whooped. Ask, the guy, ask uh, uh, Bryce Young out there in Carolina. He learned the hard way. Yeah, it's all about 
your surrounding cast and the pieces they put around you. Now, it worked out for C.J. Stroud with the Texans right? because you had a dynamic coach coming in. They hired dynamic coaches around them, and they just had the right pieces in place to make everything happen. And then, not to mention, they made a move in, in the draft where they got the two and three picks overall. They were able to, to make some moves to make it happen and got both the players that they were interested in. They wanted C.J. Stroud, but they also got Will Anderson. So they were able to get <clears> both <throat> those guys with back-to-back picks. My thing is for a GM, how do you call yourself a GM and you can't surround your quarterback with at least six or seven good linemen? If your quarterback is getting hit every game, all game, somebody somewhere in that office misevaluated a lot of people. And that's where your program starts, up front. Find, I mean, because Washington found out in Michigan. Yeah, up front is where you win. I don't care how many good receivers you have, running backs you get. If you cannot win up front, Randy Moss is not going to be a stud the way he is right now, or was, because he had people up front that gave uh, that gave uh, uh, Cold Pepper time. So that's where it's won. Always one between, between the trenches. Up and front. They say build teams from inside out. Now, as a receiver, if you're on a team that, uh, if, say, like you are the guy and you don't necessarily, everything's going to be focused on you. You're getting double coverage. You're not taking pressure off anybody else because there's not really anybody that is close to you in talent. And you do have a good quarterback, but if they don't have the line up front like you're talking about, it's not going to work because the quarterback needs time to get the ball to you. But if you're the guy as a receiver, is is that from a quarterback standpoint, you definitely want a good offensive line. But as a receiver, are you looking at the same thing Heck where you yeah. say you it, need that offensive line? Joe, I'm going to tell you something. Here it is now, 2024. The last time the Cowboys won, I can probably name all five of their linemen. When I was in Detroit, I can't name two of our linemen. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was actually there because we didn't have linemen that people was, like, just marveling over. We had Jeff Backus and Dominic Rayola. Uh, yeah, those were two two good players. Right. And then uh, I can't think of my other linemen. And I played with them. And, and that makes sense. And the result was we were 5-11 and 11 and 6-10. and 10. But when you look at a good team, if you study that team, you can name their line. You can name Nate Newton, Mark Tuanay, uh Big Cat. You can name those guys because they were the reason why come Emmitt Smith uh, became what he became. You have to have the upfront guys on offense and defense. That's why I always, always show love to my linemen in college and in pros because I know without them, there's no me. You want to get into the show today? You want to get into Out of Bounds? Call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Gangster Museum of America Life and Feedback. Are you, are you, uh, you got some names that are coming I back to I forgot Larry Allen. Yeah, Larry Allen. Yeah, <laughs> and he was my teammate. <laughs> well, he was part of that 95 team. <laughs> <laughs> so if you call in, though, 501-661-1037, Jace is going to be the first person you talk to. And we're going to take a moment to learn a little bit about Jace. Jace. Jace, uh, what, are, what are your favorite sports teams? Um for college football, I'm a big football guy. I mean, I, basketball's playing right here. Uh, I can never really stick with it because, one, I'm just not that good at it either. So I'm not going to watch it a lot. Uh, Football-wise, this may be Wyoming. It's just because I was working there. I'm a big OU guy, Boomer Sooner. Um, I'm a Philadelphia Eagles guy, not a jump nice. on. I've been there. I know I've been there, though. So I can, I'm going to stick with it. I'm not going to be ashamed of that. Um, baseball. Uh, MLB, I mean, I never really stuck around with it. If I had to pick one, I'd probably say Red Sox just because I got grandfathered into it with my uh, wife's family. But um, That's understandable. Yeah. Now, Big Bear, too, just graduated there from UCA, so that's another team that I'm for. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, at Wyoming, were you there with Raheep Ishmael, a wide receiver? No, I wasn't playing there. I was just working there this past summer. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. I just bought you. this shirt as like a little souvenir. Rocket, Rocket was in at Wyoming. Or are you Rocket talking about son his son? Was. Okay. Yeah, Rocket's son was, and Jimmy Smith's son played together. Okay. And they were both pretty good at Wyoming at the same time. Wow. Yeah. That, that's interesting. That what, what got them to Wyoming? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't tell. So they're recruiting good there too, huh? And then Jimmy's son actually signed with the Jaguars. 
He that, didn't sign with him yet. Yeah, it, not when, sure what happened. When when you have those relationships like that, those things need to happen. Listen, it ain't what you know; it's who you know. Yeah, who you know always. Southern Structural Solutions text line. So uh, Jig Jack wants to say that his money is on Lane Kiffin to Bama, and that's something that's been thrown out there. And and there are both sides to this where. There's a thought that Lane Kiffin, the type of coach he is, and we, we've seen him do it with less talent. So you know if he had the talent that's coming into Bama, they could keep it going. But the other part of it is some people are turned off by his personality, and they just don't see that as being a fit. Lane is brave enough to do something like that. He don't really care. He's a, a wild, wild west guy. He don't really care about people's opinions. He'll do whatever it takes. And... He'll go there, and his whole mission would be to to get people to forget about Nick Saban, which would never happen, but that's how arrogant he is, is he thinks he's that good of a coach where he can go in there and make changes like that. Okay, uh, Stat says, with coaching changes, if a player signed NIL with Bama and the coach leaves like Nick Saban did, can those players leave or are they locked in to the letter of intent? It seems that they would be locked into that letter of intent. Now, the NCAA, we we know that they're coming out with different ways to try to protect players or, you know, work with the players where they could be able to move on because these coaches can move on at all times, at any time. But um, once you sign that letter of intent, you're pretty much locked in for that season. Until the portal opens back up, I guess. That, yeah, that makes that makes sense. When the portal opens again, then, yeah, they're free to go. But the deal you signed, was that with a local business, a car lot? Do you leave and keep that money? That part, I don't quite know how that works right now. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's done in different ways, too, as far as, um, you know, everybody's always wondering about contracts and wanting to see what these contracts are and how they're stated, how they're uh, set up. There are contracts in place. They're just not public knowledge, and, and people get to see exactly what they are. So for the people that are involved in it, they know what's going on, but everybody else wants to know what's going on. Yeah, well, we're going to find out real soon, Joe. I don't, you know, again, that's, man, beyond me and you, but I would love to see how those contracts are structured, you know, what the stipulations are, can you leave, can you. And if you not playing football but you sign that deal, do you still get the endorsement deals? You know, it's got to be so much fine print that we don't know about right now. Yeah, there there has to be a way that the company is able to protect themselves right. and they're able to get out of a certain contract because the players have to fulfill obligations for that contract and, uh, and, and for them to get paid for what that contract is. That's just how it works. Because I heard now, this could be a rumor, but I heard that before K.J. Jefferson made that move that he was leaving – he was waiting on getting one more check from whoever he had to deal with, and he got that check, and then that's when he made the announcement. Yeah, yeah, it was stated that um, KJ still had some obligations to fulfill throughout a certain date, and he had to wait until that certain date. And you know, like you mentioned, money get that is, money is, is going to keep you around. You're not going to leave money on the table. Not many people are. Let's go to the phones and uh, talk to Motorhead. What's up, Motorhead? Hey, Joe. Uh, real quick, I just uh, you just said that with Lane Kiffin being, you know, maybe up for the job in Alabama, but a lot of people didn't really like his personality. Yes. Who really likes Nick Saban's personality? <laughs> the people at Bama because he wins. So right. if he He'll could feel the same way about Lane Kiffin, if it, he goes there exactly. <laughs> yeah, he, if he uh, could deliver the same way, you're absolutely right, Motorhead. All right, Joe, man, I love y'all's show. Hey, appreciate it. But yeah, that's a great point. It's um, you know they they love things about coaches and and what coaches do, and coaches coach a certain way and they do it in different ways, have success in different ways. But if it gets to the point of the coach is losing and the program is not the same. The teams aren't the same. Then everything is magnified. So certain things that were thought to be good things that everybody celebrated, now they're thought to be not so good, and, and people are – you'll have your detractors and people taken away from it because now you're losing. So everything is under a microscope. And we think that winning cures all, but we found out 
a few years ago, we had a coach that won. It didn't cure everything. He's back now, but it doesn't cure everything. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, going going to uh, uh, Bama and your Lane Kiffin, uh, is that something you want to do? Because he's building something really good in Ole Miss. So is that something he want to do? You know, money could pull him. It it will pull him. That's exactly what happened. And, and yeah, these are things that you need to think about when you're taking – life-changing opportunities is it it, what's the best situation for you You need to fill out the situation is it better to stay and because of the fact that Nick Saban is gone and Bama has had all this success now is this the opportunity to keep building what you have there at Ole Miss and and make that as good as you possibly can or is it the time to get out go take that next step that next challenge and continue to build on what they already have established at Bama and you know they have a history of winning. Yeah, money will make you move. Money will make you move. Ask Coach Prime. It'll make you move. <laughs> <laughs> and right now where he is, I think they're going to do everything to keep him in place for as long as they can. And uh, he stated that, it, and of course everything is about your, your state of mind now, but he stated that he never wants to go to the NFL. He wants to be in Colorado for a long time, but... He's supposed to say that. Yeah, exactly. When those two guys, I, I believe, I believe him as far as never wanting to go to the NFL. Oh, though. that part's true. But once those two guys named Shiloh and Shador leave, uh, and he doesn't have that same success in that cold weather, yeah, he'll start rethinking. So he'll leave before it get too bad because he wants something else, and he's not going to let himself fail or feel like a failure. So if if man Prime has a season where he's you know, another season where he's six and six, or I don't know, seven and five. See, they would have been happy with that this year. This year, but not now. But if he, in a couple of years, once those guys are gone, and he has that season, he's leaving. He won't let them fire him. He has too much pride. And that's why it goes hand in hand <clears throat> with the fact that his sons are there playing because there was a lot of talk about Shadur. Like Shadur could leave now. There was a lot of talk about that. Especially at the beginning of the season, you get the midseason, you see how he was performing. There was a lot of talk about it, and Coach Prime stepped in and said, no, they're not but going you know anywhere. Why. But you know why? He doesn't need the money. Prime needs his son so that he can achieve what he wants to achieve. So you tell your son. That's why it goes hand in hand. We already wealthy. You don't need the money. If you need a Bentley, I got you. I need you here to help me get to a certain level. So you're going to stay. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you, as your daddy, you're staying. That's what happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt. There's no doubt that it happened like that. And also, with college football news, not a surprise here, but Marvin Harrison Jr. has announced his intentions on declaring for the NFL draft upcoming in uh, 2024. So he's leaving Ohio State and now on to train for the NFL draft. He should be the first receiver off the board, most likely a top five pick. And there's talk that if the Bears stay put, he could be the number one overall pick as a receiver. Now, a lot of times you don't see that in that number one spot. And you can probably look through the history of the draft to see just how many times it's happened. It's a rarity, especially in in the modern football days, that... Receivers are going to be taking number one overall, but Keyshawn Johnson is one that comes to mind, number one overall as a receiver. Who went number one in 2004 when Roy went number four? And, and uh, that would have been Eli Manning. And he actually got drafted by the Chargers, and then they made the draft a the trade. Switch. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. It may be a lineman. You, you got to have them line. I love linemen. Or, or a defensive end. Take somebody like that at the top of the draft. Give me a lineman first. But but the thing about it is, the <clears> Bears <throat> they're gonna trade back. They're they're not gonna take one of those guys at number one when they can trade back, still get one of those guys and get many more draft picks to go with it. 
Arkansas, the wait is over. Brewski's North is officially open for business in the Lakewood Village Shopping Center. Doors open at 11 a.m. with all of your pub grub favorites and happy hour drink specials. Come get your grub on with the all-new Smash Burger lineup, best wings in the city with 11 different sauces, or try the new additions to the menu like the spicy Asian chicken salad. Live music starts the weekend every Thursday with karaoke every Friday and Saturday. Brewski's North, you home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lions Drug. Hi, this is Scott Trout of Cordell & Cordell. There are a lot of great dads out there. Sometimes those dads get divorced. For more than 30 years, we have represented men in divorce, confronting the pitfalls that could devastate your finances or harm your family relationships. While every situation is different, our goal is to get the best outcome for you and your kids. Visit CordellCordell.com to take the first step. Office in Midtown Little Rock, 415 North McKinley Street, Suite 310, Little Rock, Arkansas, 72205. Gianna Missouri, licensed in Arkansas. CordellCordell.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Double Bees presents Joseph Pinion when he joins Randy and Rick each week on Drive Time Sports. Double Bees is an Arkansas company with over 34 locations and growing strong across Arkansas. Double Bees, where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double Bees. Big O Tires believes in straight talk. So what would you do with an extra $100? Shopping? Road trip? Steak dinner? Right now at the Conway and Cabot Big O Tires, get $100 instant savings on all Big O brands of tires with the best warranty in the industry. Three-year free replacement on road hazard conditions, worksmanship, and material defect. Free flat repair, free rotate balance, and roadside assistance. Save $100 now and get tires, service, and straight talk at the Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot. Hey, Optimus, Watney Unplugged airs Saturdays at 9 a.m. Is that the one with Scott Romine as host? It sure is. We should listen. I agree. Autobots, transform and roll out. <laughs> David Basil here for Jones & Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry. At Jones & Son, when you shop for an engagement ring, you get the benefit of shopping with the largest selection of rings in Central Arkansas. Jones & Son also carries the biggest brands in the business. At Jones & Son, shop their new collection of Jones & Son branded engagement rings. These Jones & Son rings are high quality at a fraction of the price. They're also fully customizable. They can modify any design to suit your needs. Jones & Son is located at 1121 Rodney Parham Road. And of course, they've been there for over 35 years. Same address same phone number for over three decades. Finding the perfect piece of jewelry to match the occasion can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be, and it's not at Jones & Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry. Find the right diamonds for that special occasion. Jones & Son invites you to come by and shop with them in person or online at jonesandson.com. Owners Darrow and Jacob Jones are the best father-son jewelry team in America. Tell them the guys at Morning Mayhem sent you. Jones & Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry. Jones & Son is located at 1121 Rodney Parham Road. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people.
Welcome back to Out of Bounds, live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. <clears throat> Joe Franklin, Reggie Swinton, Jason Nicholson. If you want to get into the show, you can call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Gangster Museum of America, life and feedback. We have some messages on Southern Structural Solutions text line. So Daryl says, it's Daryl from Ball Knob. He says, uh, Reg, just wanted to say hello and that you do great things with youth football, and it's always greatly appreciated. I appreciate it, Daryl. I used, I used to coach your son, his son named Beckett. And, uh, man, Beckett was a heck of a football player when he played for me. And it broke my heart when he took him back home and put him back in Little League football down there. I wanted to go down there and choke Daryl, man. <laughs> but, no, he was a great guy, man. I appreciate it. Man, dude. you hear about stories like that all the time. Um, <clears throat> NFL Network, they do a football life, and those are always entertaining. And for the most part, you see something, you learn about players, learn some things about some players from the past. Marcus Allen was one of the favorites that uh, if you see his story, you'd be really captured by it. But now they do something that are shorter versions of it. Those are hour and hour. They do a shorter version on recent players, players that are still playing right now. And last, and they always come on really late, late night, like 2.30 a.m. And uh, the one that came on last night was Micah Parsons. And just looking at his background and um, the way that he kind of came up, he, he was um, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. He moved to uh, a different town in Pennsylvania, but his heart was always in Harrisburg. He wanted to get back there. And so uh, once, he, once he got back there, you know, everything kind of took off for him. But you see the talent that he is right now. They said when he was six, seven years old, he wrestled, he played all sports, and he was really good in all sports. And the way that he has success as a pass rusher it comes from his background in wrestling. Things that he would do, wrestling moves that he, he would have, he uses those on a football field. And not only did they want him to uh, play in the role that he does now as far as being a pass rusher, being a linebacker, when he made the move back to Harrisburg, PA, they wanted him to run the ball. And so he became a running back, and you see the running back skills on display with him too in the way that he still plays. That's great news, man. Uh, you have to really get involved. And it almost said this joke because me and you was, were just sitting here talking off air. The one thing about my career that I regret is that I didn't pour back into the kids when I was active, right? And so I gave, I gave a lot of money. But money is nothing when you're not giving time. And I was so caught up in the celebrity life, you know, being young, 25 years old, living this life, man. And I'm 48 years old now. And I think about what if I had gave more of my time in the off season back to the kids at Billy Mitchell Boys Club where I went to or did more. I could have touched more lives back then because I was actually a known name and a known figure, man. So when I look at my career, you know, I enjoyed it, man. But I really hate that I didn't pour physically more back into my communities and my kids and that's why I try to make up for it now, because I didn't do it then. How long have you been running the youth pro football program? I've been having my own program since 2012. And so, but I played in 01 through 05, and I retired in 06. And a few years after that, man, I went through the whole depression stage of not playing, so I was just really in my own misery and didn't go nowhere. But once I got back out and I got back to coaching football, man, and I realized I should have did this when I had – a whole lot of money and um, you know did more for the kids now I did a lot for people you know I would give people money all the time but when it comes to the youth man there's no substitution for getting out there with them and showing them a better way and it also shows that it is never too late you know you said personally you do have some regrets that you didn't do it in the time frame that you know just kind of looking back on it but once you started you, you've been doing it and, you know, like you said, making up for it. But uh, it, it's never too late. It's never too late to do something that's going to help people in, in life. It, it's always uh, there always will be a need for that. And there's a story I told you off air and I'll tell them there was a kid that played for me. I won't say his name back when I first started my program in 13. His mom brought him to me and she said, Coach, 
can you help my son? You know, I didn't know her. I didn't know him. She didn't know me. And I said, what's up with him? She said, well, he, he, he you know, he curses all the time. He has no respect for me. And, and he's seen men come in and out of my house all the time. So he don't respect men. And she was like, can you coach my son? Can y'all help my son? I said, yeah, we'll try. And so the first day of practice, he was great. The second day of practice, we had conditioning. <coughs> and I blew the whistle the first time he went down and back. The second time I blew the whistle, everybody ran and he stood there. So I said, kid, run now. He said, I ain't running. Shh. And he cursed. So now the whole part looking like, what Coach Reggie going to do? And he was how old now? Eight. And I wow. walked over to him. I said, hey, man, do it for me. Run for me, okay? And he looked at me. And he ran down and back. And I started to go pick that kid up for practice, take him home, take him to eat. And I even went to his school and had lunch with him, gentlemen's club meeting with him. I, I did so much with that kid. And we in contact to this day. And right now, that kid graduated from Central High School, and he's doing great. And I've been in contact with him since he left my program. You know, he'll FaceTime and we'll talk. And his mom always thanks me for being a part of his life. But it wasn't just me, my coaching staff, right? But I get the credit, but it wasn't just me. It was my whole entire, because we dealt with that kid from 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. And he cursed. But it got to the point where he didn't curse as much as he was. I mean, he was cussing like he was 35 years old when he was 8, 9 years old. And that was hard for us to try to navigate by not getting rid of him, but trying to help him. And he started to respect me and yes, sir, no, sir. And so that's what it takes when you're out here coaching uh, ball with these kids. It's not just about wins and losses. It's can you change these kids' lives? Can you be a positive influence? That's why I love what we do as youth coaches in football and basketball and baseball because it's more than wins and losses. Now, we all want to win. But when you see a kid go from where he started with me to where he is now, that's a great feeling. And that's just one example. You know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that yeah, yeah, plenty more. But, yeah, that's why uh, it's great. You know, youth football, and uh, you've been involved with it for a long time, and it just continues to grow. And he was a ball. Don't get, he was a, a lineman. He was a dog. He was a dog with a line. He's a scary kid because he cussed him out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to come back with more of Out of Bounds. It's going to be hour two live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Reggie Swin, Jason Nicholson. Stay tuned. Are you still on the sidelines? Then it's time you suit up and get in the game. Download Arkansas's favorite sports wagering app, Bet Saracen, today. It's the Average Guy Movie Review, Thursdays in the Zone, with me, Justin Acri, and Wes Moore. Presented by Rock and Roll Sushi. Our friends from Rock and Roll Sushi will come in and recap or look ahead to what's trending on TV, the big screen, Netflix, or wherever you get your entertainment.